Welcome to episode 37 of Mainly Games. We just got back from the Dice Tower Retreat, which was incredible, as we knew it would be. But now we're going to review some games for you guys. Marvel Villainous Infinite Power finally finds its way off the shelf to the table. Also, Golden Age, Hollywood Golden Age, a remix of Nightmare Productions. Featherlight, a brand new game by WizKids. And also finally got our grubby paws on Clank Catacombs, which is the latest addition to the Clank family. Very excited about this. And then we talk about our top 10 board game room necessities. What do you need in your board games and why is my voice going out? We will all find out. Let's get started. Welcome to Mainly Games. I'm Joey. And I'm Alex. And we're a podcast about Mainly Games. That's it. It has been a week off. It has. Not really a week off. No. It's been a week off of the podcast. Correct. I still feel like we're catching up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do feel like that too. We actually went to Dice Tower Retreat we last did. week. Yes. So that is why we did not have a podcast. No. But we did get a lot of content for you guys. Oh, absolutely. There were a lot of games played. A lot of games yeah. played. But it was a great time. We'll talk about that in a little, in a little bit. But we are back to the grind and we're recording the day that we're getting ready for our game day here in Fort mm-hmm. Myers. So it's, uh, it's... It's tomorrow. Game is on the Gulf Coast. It is. So it if is. you're hearing this right now, there might still be time to get a flight. Yes. And fly down. That's going to be tough, though. You know. But really, it's... I don't know. <laughs> it, it's tough. But um, yeah, what we do it tonight and tomorrow and the next day. Yep. So uh, it's been a crazy week since mm-hmm. we got back. It's, Just yeah. kind of hit the ground running with shows. Run, 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 yep. run. And you know when you leave for a little bit? All those emails and everything just pile up. Yes. I mean, some people are really good about being able to do emails on the road. Yeah. I am not. Yeah. For some reason, I can send a quick email. I'll get back with you later, but I just can't put the thought in yeah. when I'm on the road. Right. So, okay. So we like to talk about some things that we've seen. Do you um, prefer to, sorry, I'm thinking about this. Do you prefer to type an email on your phone or on the computer? Oh, computer. Yeah, 100%. right. Me too. I, I can do it on the phone, yeah. but I always feel like I make silly mistakes on the phone. That's exactly it too. I was going to say, because this morning when I sat down here, I was like, first thing I'm going to do is send some email just because I, I could have done them on the phone last night, but I was like, I need the computer. And I also can't, I've tried to, like we got a Surface because I mm-hmm. thought I'll use a Surface because a tablet's different. I can't do that. Yeah. And I feel weird doing a laptop in the car. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, a Surface. Surface, exact same way. It's it's a laptop because you need somewhere to set it. Yeah. And if I'm going to set if it anything, somewhere. If anything, you need somewhere really um, secure to set it because the back, the stand of it is very flimsy. Right, right. Like it's almost worse than a laptop. But you like your Surface more I than love my laptop. Sur- oh, I love my Surface. Yeah, so. I just have to be careful. I can't stick it on my lap. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. True. I never do that. Nobody does that. You, you would sh- stick a laptop on your lap, though. I would. Yeah. Yeah, maybe sometimes. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> wow, All that right. took a turn. It did. Yeah, it did. Melee Games, talking about Microsoft. Yes, and games. services and games. <laughs> they still make services? I think they do. I don't know. You don't see a lot of them. When they first came out, they were in every movie. They were, they were everywhere. I love when a new product comes out, it's in every movie, and then you go back 10 years yep. later, and you watch that movie, and you're like, wow, what is what is that? Yes. What was that new phone that would come out, and you'd always see TV show? Was it a Microsoft one or something? Yes. And, and you'd it was, always see it on, phone, it, on shows. It's awkward the way they bring it out. Yes. Oh, it's weird. You're like, okay. Oh. All right, so speaking of our seamless... Um, transition into into movies. Yes. We did watch Thor Love and Thunder. We did. And it's funny how this is the one that people are like, they love or they hate. I heard people say, oh, it's so great, so emotional. I've heard people say it's horrible. And I find myself in the middle. 
Yeah, I'm like, me too. It was I, fine. It's it's fine. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Um, no, I don't know if it ranks up there. It's like what made it worse is knowing that it's in the MCU. Because I'm yeah. like, it was because our daughter loved it. It had yeah. some silly things in it, and she just it was a silly, campy movie. She got her listen to Guns N' Roses, right? Right, sweet she child of mine. She that song. song, and I was gonna say it's a good, just a, it's a good movie. You know, it's not not great. It's it's fine. It's that's know? it. It's just it's, it's a movie. There are certain times I roll my eyes. It's kind of silly. Yeah. But um, all I gotta say is goats. Yeah. There are goats in it. The screaming goats. Yeah, are you trying to remember where they are? I, They're no, all but, throughout it. Oh, I remember. I was going to refer to something, but I was like, should I say that or not? And then would that spoil it? But I was like, no. Well, so no, I'll just I'm say, not going to say anything. I'll just say, um, okay, Screaming Goats are great. We had this, I, I, um, when I did magic conventions, I used to MC and all that stuff, right? And <laughs> one thing is, I have more of a comedy approach to magic than most magicians do. Right? Correct. They're very, some of them are very serious. Those box mm-hmm. pushers, the illusionists, the mentalists, all that. They're very, they take it very seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Which is great. But I could do that. I just, it's not my personality. So when I MC, I had this buddy who takes the art very seriously, right? And he just came up with this new trailer for his new traveling show. So I remixed the trailer. <laughs> I remember that, yes. And I just, all I did was I just stuck screaming goats yeah. in at every like very dramatic moment. Yeah. And oh, it was. I must admit, every time I heard those goats, I thought of that moment. That tra- It yeah. was the funniest yes. thing. Everybody was dying. Except, I mean, this guy was just sitting there smiling, like shaking his head. Like, why would, why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. So I don't know. Screaming goats, ever since then, I've just. They're fantastic. Yes. You can stick them in any movie. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, like I feel it. like maybe they should be in more movies. I agree. You I know? agree. I'm, yeah. I'm going to look up um, Screaming Goats and the IMDb and, okay, and see, see how many, many times they've been there. Yeah. Hey, just for your information, I Google this. I do believe they're still making the surface because they're about to come out with a new surface. You don't let things go, do you? No, I don't. Folks, no. this is why <laughs> you can't have a fight with your wife. <laughs> And expect it to be forgotten because they don't let it go. No. Fleeting comment. Wonder yeah. if they make services, and they do. She's been doing <laughs> research while I've been educating the world about, about screaming goats. goats. Correct. Goats are important yeah. to our economy. They, I mean, are they? Yeah, yeah. If not, who's going to eat cans? Mm, true. Right? Mm. And if you ate a can, would you, you scream? I didn't realize they were that big. Goat? Yeah. Uh, they're not that big. Okay, so that's part of the thing. Do you th- wait, do you think they were as big? Because <laughs> no. they, they were pulling a Viking ship. No. Did you think they were that big? No. Be, tell me the truth. No, because I was like, I could smaller. And you then, really thought yes. they were as big as a ship? No. Did I you? Was like, I was like, are these special goats? Well, yes, they're CGI yeah. goats. Oh, of course they are sp- CGI See, goats. See, you're, you're, you're trying to meet me in the middle now. <laughs> what happened in your mind in my is mind, totally I was different. Like, yeah, in my mind, I was like, they should be little goats. Oh wow! Well, that's <laughs> and bes- didn't they get magic to like? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know either. They were on a different planet. What is happening right now? <laughs> I don't know either. Okay, we're gonna yes. make. You know, I was gonna talk about Cobra Kai too, but okay, um, you should talk about Cobra Kai. Yeah, you haven't seen it. I haven't. Seen I will it. just say I liked it. Have that you finished is, it? I have. I did, didn't <gasps> want to tell you. I know. I knew you'd be upset. She's gone to Disney, and I'm like, hey, can I watch an episode of Cobra Kai? She's like, sure. And then later she asked, how many did you watch? Just a couple. I finished it. The thing is, it's, <laughs> it's really... I did not. So that's why, because I noticed on our TV, right, it keeps coming up as an option to watch. I'm like, why doesn't he want to watch this show? Now uh, I know why, traitor. I, I saved the last episode for you, and then Dana called. He's like, dude, that last episode. I'm like, well, I got to watch it now. You do. So it was good. All right. It, so, is it good? It's good. It's good. Would I like it? <sighs> well, I get for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. no you, you'd like it. You'd like okay. it. It's good. 
Okay. Um, it kind of sticks to the whole. I kind of miss the YouTube when it was on YouTube because yeah. they had less of a budget, and <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. but now Netflix will just do whatever they want. But true, true, it's still true, good. They I will. like it. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna talk about some Kickstarters, Kickstarter games, and things like that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't go into much of them. The big one is Dune War for Arrakis. That's the new one by I think Come On. And another one is Age of Comics. I've been looking at and thinking about backing. That's where you're kind of fictional. You're starting a fictional comic book company. All these comics are parodies of real comics. And we're going to talk about that a bit later when we review um, Hollywood Golden Age. But that's one thing that kind of deterred me because I did play Comic Hunters at the retreat. Mm -hmm. And I really did enjoy that one. Um, like a lot. Like a lot. Yeah. Like we're gonna review that later, but that one I really enjoyed. Well, can I like ruin the story? What? That we like had to track down a copy from oh. Brazil. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was a thing. It was a thing. So I. It's only available in Brazil due to licensing issues mm-hmm. with Marvel and the whole Comic Hunters is just where you you find different comic books and you collect your you play the role of a comic book collector and you pull different comics into your collection. You can trade them, auction them, take them to store, things like that. It's really fun. Yeah. But the the covers themselves are great because they're actual comic book covers from the past, mm-hmm. right? And as we're playing it, um, there's one guy who is actually with a company. He's making calls to see if he could bring it here to the U.S., but even he's like, I don't know if it's possible. So really, it's in Brazil. So I found it on Amazon Brazil, and I, I had a couple of friends in Brazil. I thought maybe they could get it, but I feel bad asking for somebody to order a game for me. So yeah. I thought, Amazon Brazil. So okay, so I went there, and first of all, it's in Portuguese. So I had, and not English as an option, by the way. You know, most countries you can choose. Yeah, yeah. This is just Portuguese in Brazil. Okay, that's fine. I'll figure it out. So taking stuff into Google Translating and <laughs> figuring out how much is 219. Forgot, R is. It was R an R, is, right? Yeah. yeah. Real, I guess. Yeah. Okay. It'd be like 40 something dollars. I thought, okay, well, let's figure out how much shipping is. And so I go there and then they're asking for this number. I'm like, well, what's this number? So I look and you have to register to buy things in Brazil. You have to register with their equivalent of the IRS. So just, I don't know. It's, it's weird. So wow. anyway, I thought, okay. Is it because you're international? No, I think well, everyone there has this number, I guess. Oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, wow. so I'll look at that. And I looked up that as an international person, I could get that number. Mm. So I am so far down this rabbit hole at <laughs> 2 a.m. Yes. And my wife, Alex, looks at me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm about to register with the <laughs> yes. IRS in Brazil. And saying that out loud yes. made me think, this is silly. We have gone too far. I'm like, you know yes, what? I will yes. just appreciate comic hunters yeah. at the retreat mm-hmm. and whenever I see it. But I'm like, I was about to register with the IRS in Brazil. And at that moment, I thought, this is insane. <laughs> what like I'm doing. You would be an official Brazilian person, right? I guess. Yeah. That's, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, so that wow. was my rabbit hole I went down for comic hunters, wow. which if you ever get a chance to play it. It's a great game. Yeah. And I know the Dice Tower crew, I think they probably did a video on it. They were the ones that they really loved it. I think that's where mm-hmm. I heard about it first. But um, it's it's a great game. Yeah. All right. And there's another one on Kickstarter. This okay. one you saw at Gen Con. Yes. And it's, uh, I guess, a reprint and also expansions, Necromolds. Yes. So Necromolds, it's a cute concept because it's a board game and uses Play-Doh to create your characters. Yeah. Each one, you put your Play-Doh in there, you have a mold. You smash it, and then you put that out on the on the board, yep, right? Yeah, And then if it dies, you just smash it. Funny things, right? And then yeah. also you can stick weapons, you know, because it's Play-Doh, you just stick them in there, yep. and it's holding a weapon. Yeah. Very interesting. It's a very cute game. 
and it looked good. It looked good. Yeah. The problem is, I don't remember the price, but the price was pretty high on it. That's what you told me um, it about like, it. It was two hundred for the Olin and like sixty dollars for just the base game. Yeah. And I'm like for Play-Doh. Yeah, and that's where I was like, okay, is Oof. it going to be yeah. gimmicky? So. Uh-huh. I just couldn't justify that amount. Yeah. And then somebody's like, hey, well, you can actually just do the base game. And I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, no. What is this base game? I don't want to, I don't want to make those huge regrets. But again, it may be worth it. We didn't get a chance to actually play the game. No. Because if I'm spending that amount, it can't be a whim. No. It needs to be, okay, this game will hit the table. Because I've made that mistake too many times. Right, right, right. Went all in on something and it never hits the table. Yeah. So have you backed on Toyman Kickstarter? Have you backed the Fox Experiment? No, that was another one I was going to talk about. That was a big one. That well, hit is, the back um, the button now. I'm not logged in on you. Back you. the button. Yeah. So hit, is that that's Panasaurus, yeah. right? Yeah. I'll log in on this computer, then I'll then I'll back it. Nope, not giving you my password. Oh, it's saved on Google. So perfect. Thank you, Google. <laughs> thank, thank you for. I'm hitting wasting. back the project right now. Fine. All right. So I guess you're backing Fox Experiment and also Forsaken. And another one... Um, Which for, one's Forsaken? Forsaken is the open world game. Yes. Have you backed that one? I did. Yeah, yeah. Good, I, good, I good. played that at the uh, Dice Tower East, and I, was, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. The other one that's get, getting a lot of buzz is Project Ironside. And this is a metal game table that you can combine two to make a larger game table. The concept... Um, I've actually got a friend that's making a game table... And can we just is, pause for a second because I'm backing um, the Fox Project? We'll just do the Kickstarter edition. Does that sound good? Fine, whatever. All right, so she's back in it actually, literally right now. Literally, but Project Ironside. It's that's the thing about it's a much cheaper than game tables can run, as you know, two, three, four, five thousand dollars. The wooden ones, and these are just kind of fabricated, and they're just functional game tables. And I mean, I think these start at like three ninety nine. For a game table, which is incredible. And of course, it comes, it just screws together, and it's and it's metal, so I'm sure it's going to hold up. So that right there, it's really... That, if I did not have this game table coming, I'd probably look at doing that. The yeah. size is smaller than I like, but you can combine them with different options. But it's a really nice option out there for gamers that want to be more budget conscious. Yeah. Or you want to have a second table in your house or whatever. Yeah. And... This has been getting a lot of buzz and a lot of people backing it. And honestly, I don't. If if I wasn't getting this game table that we bought the wood for and buddy's making it and mm-hmm. all that, then I'd be getting mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, it looks nice. So okay, so then there's also one called Roll and Ghosts. I don't know what that is, but I came across it. It looks very. Oh, is cute. it a roll and write? Oh, brother, probably yes. So, um, yeah, roll and, and ghosts. Ghosts. So, other game news. There's another one. Um, there's a new game coming out on Kickstarter, and I don't do a lot of video games anymore. I've mentioned that before. I love video games, but I love them a bit too much because if I jump into them, then it's over. But Elden Ring is being turned into a board game. This is one that has caught my eye. I've heard so many people. I did not know that. Yeah, and that's wow. like... I'm, I could see that happening, though. Well, I've heard so many people, a lot of gamers, like yeah. board gamers, like Tom Vassell would talk about it a lot, mm. and several different board gamers say how this is just an incredible game and many of you out there probably have played it yeah because it's open world and things like that so yeah looking this is going to be turning into a board game so i'm wondering i don't know i'm wondering how it's going to be because as you know those are always hit or miss whether or not they're good or bad so it is i think steam forged is doing it yeah so it's the same yep same designers that were behind dark souls 
and they're gonna. So who knows? That's interesting to look at. Um, while I was looking at Kickstarter, I noticed that the there's an expansion for Aknova coming on Kickstarter too soon, about to be launched. Expansion or? Um, hang on, I was trying to find it. It just we got those additional boards. We did. I feel like it was something new, not the, what we got at Gen Con. Yeah, I'd look at I'd look at that because mm-hmm. Ark Nova is one of those games I think is one of those rare games that almost feels complete. Yeah. I would say we could do more cards, but can you? There are so There's many cards. so many cards. Correct. So, yeah, that's what I was like. When, as soon as I saw that they were doing more of this, I was like, why? I don't but know. But I guess it's such a popular game. It makes sense. But Yeah, I can see getting more player mats because that does add some variability. Yeah, yeah. But as far as, I don't know. I'll have to see what, what the expansion entails. Yeah. So, okay. So now we've got some great games to review. And we have several we off the shelf and mm-hmm. off the press. So excited to do all of these. And then at the end, we are going to go into our top 10 game room necessities, which I'm pretty excited about. We have not looked at each other's list on that. So, all right. First off, we're going to talk about Marvel Villainous, Infinite Power. And Marvel Villainous has been sitting on our shelf of shame Mm -hmm. for quite a while. We love Villainous. We tend to buy everything that comes out, but I haven't played this one yet. And... So as with, we'll go into Villainous if you don't know what it is. Okay. As with the other Villainous, you play the part of, of the villains fighting the heroes. For you that haven't played Villainous, I'll explain it briefly. First off, in the core box, you can choose Thanos, Ultron, Hela, Killmonger, and Taskmaster. The game is asymmetric to the extreme. That's the thing. And every villain has its own winning condition. For instance, Ultron has to assemble all the sentries. Killmonger has to kill Black Panther, blow up the mines. And of course, Thanos needs his stones. So of all of that. So you choose, you grab your player board, shuffle your cards, and your villain piece goes on the board. Then you take your hand of cards. Then as your villain moves on the board, he activates whatever icons are in that area. They could be get power tokens, which are how you you pay for cards, activate card powers, play a card, relocate a card, discard cards, vanquish a hero, which can be done if you've previously played an ally card in one of those locations that has a hero. Or you could fate. Now, this is what intrigued me about the game, and I wanted to try it. The Fate deck mechanic in the original is different. Everyone in the original one has their own Fate deck. So the Fate deck is where the good good guys or good things, which are bad for you, playing the villain, come out. Now, in this one, it sounds good everyone has their own Fate deck, but the downside of that is some of the winning conditions, you have to be fated. If no one is fading you because they're playing too nice, focusing on someone else, or just the fact that they know you need to be fated, this will get frustrating. And it has been a point of mm-hmm. frustration for a couple of characters in Villainous. If that no is my biggest complaint about Villainous. Right. If no one's going to fate me, then Peter Pan will never show up. That's exactly And it. Captain yeah. Hook will never win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need someone to fate you. I had that problem. I think I played Maleficent a couple of times. And right. even <clears> Ursula, <throat> I think, is similar. So frustrating. It is. Yeah. Because you can do everything you want to, but if that car- those cards are not yeah. moving, no. then you're done. You're dead yeah. in the water. Yeah. So that's frustrating. This one has one fate deck that's assembled at the beginning of the of the game from the decks, from the fate cards of every villain, and they're all shuffled together. Mm-hmm. So when you fate, you reveal a card and then play it. If it's an event, it plays for everybody, or you choose where to play it if it's a hero. So either way, those fate cards are entering play, allowing everyone else chances to get them, Okay. So, for example, um, you might play it on different people. For example, Hela can't win if a hero is in a certain location. So this mechanic works well. So the game continues until someone meets their winning conditions. So first off, first impressions about this. If you don't like Villainous, 
this won't change your mind. <laughs> okay. All right. So this, yeah. let's get right off the bat. All this right. is not going to be a game changer for you. Um, I do like villainous, like I've mentioned. Yeah, me too. I like villainous. Um, the couple things that do exist here, for example, you have to know everyone's winning conditions so that you can keep an eye on them so they don't win. That is one thing people forget about villainous. Mm-hmm. You don't need to learn how you win. You need to learn how everyone else wins Correct. as well. Yes. So you are playing defense in villainous as much as you're playing offense. Correct. So you have to continually watch mm-hmm. how everybody wins and how yep. close they are to winning or they're going to beat you to it. Yeah. So that's a big thing. I played this a couple of times. And I somewhat enjoyed it, but I was also very frustrated with it. Are you talking about regular villainous? No, more of a villainous. More of a villainous, okay. To the point that the last time we played it, and these are with hardcore gamers. These are gamers that yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. It was just, just a drudge. Yeah. And then one person just said, do you guys want to do something else? And they all were like, yeah. Was it just really clunky? You know, not really. We all agree, but the biggest problem in every game that I played of this... Yeah. Thanos. Really? Yes. Thanos is a hot villain, of course. Everybody of course. wants to, every game you're going to play, someone wants to be Thanos. He's yeah. on the cover. He is the, yeah. he's the legend of 10 years of MCU. Right. Everyone's going to want to play him. But man, he is fiddly to play. Really? It's legendarily brutal. Every single time. And every person at the, at the table is perplexed by him. We would yeah. keep reading the rules and all this. I mean, Thanos needs a stone. So when a stone enters play, a player is targeted, okay? Then they attack, so that player is given the stone. That's not Thanos. They attach to one of their allies. If they don't have one, they get a play for free. Then the Thanos player has to relocate one of their allies to that player's board. Then they have to use a vanquish action to attack their ally and beat it. Mm-hmm. This is several turns in, right? Then that leaves the stone unguarded on the other person's board. They then have to move, they have to play another ally, then move that ally to that person's thing to get that stone and then move it back. But wait, if the stone is just sitting there on the other person's board, they can then play an ally, it gets attached to that ally, and then you have to restart everything. And this you have to do, Thanos has to do with every single stone. Oh my goodness. Six stones. <clears throat> and it's just, it's, it's insane. Wow. So I was wondering if we played something wrong, but it's just it. We looked it up and people are like, yeah, Thanos is very, very difficult to play. Can you play without Thanos? You can. You can. But everybody's going to want to be Thanos. And I haven't dove deep, but there's probably some fixes and things to do with that. But yeah. that was my biggest frustration of the game. I do like the central fate deck. Yeah. Um, he just, yeah, I, I don't hate the game. So that's been the problem with Villainous is the balance can always be off. And you know that with Villainous because yeah. different villains oh, yeah. are easier to win. There'll be some characters that are easier, some are harder to win. That's a big negative for a lot of people. However, one way I like to view it is it's kind of like a handicap in golf. Mm-hmm. So say you've played the game a lot and you're introducing a player, a new player to it. In a typical game, you kind of have to not make the best moves and kind of go easy on them. Well, in Villainous, you can just give them an easy character and you take a hard character. And then it kind of balances out in the yeah. fact that it's going to be hard for you to win, but they're beginning, so they have an easier winning condition. Yep. So that's what I've always liked as far as Villainous goes, as far as balancing things out. Yeah, true. So, um, so anyway, do I recommend Barbell Villainous? Ah, maybe. Yeah, it's it's kind of if you kinda, wanted to if play you, it, if you like it. <laughs> okay. You know what? Maybe you'll have more. Yeah. More luck with Thanos and I will. And honestly, if I'm doing something wrong, email me in and yeah. let me know because it is going to stay on our shelf. I do like it, 
but I will tell people to actively avoid Thanos. Yeah, that's what I think. Until from what you were out. saying from when you played it, it just sounds like you tell people not to play Thanos. Right, which is what yeah. I do, which is fine. I mean, yeah. it's there are other villains that are great out there. Yeah, what other villains are in the, in the game? Hela, um, Taskmaster, yeah. uh, Killmonger. Okay. Yeah, so there are some other okay. ones in there. Good. So Okay, so that awesome. is that. Now, our next game we're going to review is... We reviewed Nightmare Productions we did. a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and this is pretty much Nightmare Productions, which is Reiner Knizia. It's Hollywood Golden Age. Yes. And the difference in with this is... It, that it uses actual people. Right. From, obviously, Hollywood's Golden Age. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you've got like directors like Hitchcock. You mm-hmm. have actresses like Grace Marilyn Monroe, Ke- Grace, Grace Kelly, Kelly. Mm-hmm. You have Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. A lot of them in there. So you are drafting real people in there. Correct. Which is which is great. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So in this game, uh, each player is managing their own film production company. And during this game, they start um, to complete their three scripts by visiting different locations where they will auction the production tokens. They're uh, required by the player that these uh, um, production tokens are required uh, acquired, not required, sorry, acquired <laughs> by the player who makes the best or highest offer. And then these tokens are used to complete their script. So to start off with, each player gets, in a four-player game, um, $12,000. And then, this is regardless of the number, three screen plays and then a player screen so that they keep their money that they're getting secret. Right. Right. And so you set up the main board with the legendary directors in one pile at the start of the board. And, and their face up. And then the other production tiles, I think there's 89 tiles. Some will go face up in the face up spots, and then the, some will go face down in the face down spot. So you set that all up. And then when the rest of the tiles that you have left over, you just put to the side. You're going to need them later, but don't use them now. So the round starts with a stunning play, and they get to bid first. And then each round goes around the table. Each p- person has to bid higher than the person before them. And then if they want to keep going, they can. But Or if they want to pass, that's it. They don't get to bid again that round. And then the person at the end with the highest bid gets the tiles at that spot. So, for example, if you're bidding for the first spot of the game, which is the legendary, there's only one tile. But all the other spots in the, in the game where you're bidding, you will um, have multiple tiles. Then what they do, they place the tiles that they have just gotten um, on their screenplays uh, with the corresponding icon. So if there's a director icon, it goes on the director space. If there's an actor, costume designer, composer, guest star, camera operator, and there's agents who are wild too. So that's kind of handy. Um, they all just go in their spots. And then at the end of the round, if anyone has finished a movie movie script, uh, they score it. And also, if they're the first one to complete a blue, they get the blue trophy or red or green. And the rounds go moving on each time you move. There's a little limousine just so you can see where you're going. You move the limousine around until you get to the face down token space. And the person um, who has the most actors in their movies, they get to go first and they get to just take a tile, whatever that is. And then the person with the next highest goes and then around, 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 right? And then the game keeps going. And then at the end of the game, you score for golden trophies. <clears throat> so the person with the best movie gets a trophy. The person with the worst movie gets a trophy. person with the best director gets a trophy. And best movie of each genre, which is the blue, red, and green. And then you score your points. And then and you score your points for your completed movies and all your trophies as well. 
See, so it's very simple. It's very much like... It is very, very simple. It's very like easy to explain. Nightmare Productions. Yeah. Oh, it's completely... It is Nightmare Productions just with different yeah. movies and different the tokens. One thing, so, um, what did you think? Oh, I love Nightmare Productions, and yep. I love this game too. My first initial thought was I heard a lot of people when they were talking about Nightmare Productions saying, oh, I wish they had used real people. Right, right? me too. I honestly <clears throat> think that doesn't matter. After playing a game with real people, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the gameplay. doesn't change your enjoyment of it more, right? It's the same thing. I, so I don't think they have to redo or reskin Nightmare Productions to have actual, you know, Jason or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to do that. It's fine. It's I was yeah. the same way and that's why we yeah. kind of tracked this down from I think Denmark's where yeah. we got it from. Um we found it on Amazon Denmark. Didn't have to register their IRS. Hey, FYI. But, that's good um, to know. It had real names and it, now it was interesting. I, I did bring this to the Dice Tower retreat yeah. and we ended up playing it and people were like, "Well, it doesn't really matter if they're real names." But then I found the conversation as we played it, they'd look at the different movies and yeah. be like, "Oh, this is good. Have you seen this? Like, for instance, there's a movie called Arsenic and Old Lace. Yeah. I've was, never seen it, but somebody is like, oh, it's great. So as you as you play the game, you're starting to talk about these movies. Yeah. And it kind of helps with the conversation. Yes. So the, I do like talking about the movies. Like, you know, there's Casablanca here, um, Ben-Hur, Tarzan the Ape Man are some of them. Like, they've got some great movies. Well, and there's one actor, Johnny Weissmiller... He's I was going to say that, yes. only one that gives you negative one star. Yes, because he was so bad. Yeah, which is, I felt so bad for this guy, right? Apparently yeah. he played Tarzan or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so playing it, it didn't, I was really excited about the real names. And it's nice. And it's beautiful. The artwork mm -hmm. is great. I mean, but it's not necessary. And no, it's not necessary. If I had to pull this out. Now, one thing this has that Nightmare does not have is the car that moves around. I don't think Nightmare Production has that car, no, does it? No, I think it, it has... Um, some it has something else, has something that, else but moves. it's not a car. Okay, so it's it's really nice. I do like the limousine. The yeah, the limousine's kind of it's, it's really <laughs> cute. It kind of fits into the theme. I'm trying to think if I brought this style of game out, this closed auction game, Ryan Knitz. I like the style. Which one would I go with? And I'm kind of torn. Nightmare Production is that horror theme. And it's, I think it depends on the people you're playing with. If if you're playing with people who you know love horror, Nightmare Productions wins. Right. Right. But I think if you're playing with new gamers or people that don't love horror, then I think you'd play this game. It is fun trying to um, win the tokens. Like there was a one square that came out. There was like uh, Marilyn Monroe and Grace Kelly. I think were on the same spot. Yeah. And so that round obviously went very high because That's people true. really wanted those. And it's funny, people will bid on names. Yes. And not look at the stars as much. That's yeah. where the bidding, the amount people would bid gets, you know, yeah, a little gets skewed. crazy. You're looking yes. at the stars, you're like, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, because I want to stick, I want to stick um, Alfred Hitchcock directing Gone with the Wind with Audrey Hepburn and yeah. Cary Grant. Right? I just want that. And the stars may not match up. No. But they want that in their mind. Yeah. So that that is an interesting dynamic with yeah, this. Yeah, it is. You know, but again, gameplay doesn't change. I honestly think that Nightmare Productions will hit the table more than this. I think so, because just because we like that horror theme a lot yeah. more. Yeah, absolutely. And, but I do like the way this box looks. I'm glad it's in our yeah. collection. So oh, it absolutely. Is it's a, a keeper for sure. Definitely going to yeah. keep that game. So, okay, that is Hollywood Golden Age. Yes. So another game that we got to play is Featherlight, and that is by WizKids. It is going to be released next month, so this is an off-the-press game. Um, now, on the podcast, we've reviewed Fantasy Realms, Star Trek Missions, and Marvel Remix. We liked two out of the three of those. 
which found out that you prefer Fantasy Realms over Marvel Remix. I do. I just feel like there's just too much in Marvel Remix. Well, you're dead to me. But, um, <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. There's a lot going on in Marvel Remix. I feel like um, Fantasy Realms... You can you have a little bit more control. I, I see that. Yeah, <clears throat> I do. Now, okay. So Featherlight is the same type of game. It's a quick card game. It has like seventy different feather cards. Each card has a feather of a different color, and a player gets a hand of five cards. So where the game is unique is the discards are in the middle of the table. It works the same way as the others. When you get a card, you discard a card, or you either get a card from the deck of discards, or from from the discard themselves. From okay. sorry, from the deck or the discards. Okay. So. However, it's different when all those discards, it's piles of six cards placed in, a, in the center of the table, making a circle. Yep. That's called the nest. So when you discard a card, you place your card on top of one of those six cards. And, when it, and it's face up. So you have different feathers showing up in that nest. So covering one card could probably change the color of that feather. So the scoring at the end of the game is similar to Fantasy Realms and Marvel Remix. For example, the white feather may just give you points. However, the black feather may give you five victory points for every red and purple feather in your hand and the nest. Now, what's interesting is you can control the cards in your hand, but not the ones in the nest. So by different people, we played with four people, different people placing those cards down, they will change that number. Like certain ones say like you'll get 20 victory points if there are an odd number of black feathers in your hand and the nest so that's something you have to keep an eye on and it's interesting because then you get to see other people and if you see them grab a card you kind of know what they're going for there's a little bit of take that but not a lot and a lot of unintentional take that it's it really adds an element to the game having that that central unit of nest cards it's not it's one of those things that i'm wondering did we need another one and after playing it yeah it plays yeah. different enough. It, and also it plays quick. Yeah. Because all of these games are intended to be 10 to 15 minute yeah. games. Yeah. Sitting there and I know we had the guy from Z-Man, Zev, brought it out as we're sitting there about to play something else. He's like, hey, you want to try this? Kids, it's right? quick. Yeah, he's, he's WizKids. <laughs> Sorry. I do that every time. Sorry. Zev, yes. he was with Z-Man, but he's mm-hmm. now with WizKids. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so he brought it out and it's quick and it's just to the point. And now the one downside of some of those ones in the past, Marvel Remix, like you said, and Fantasy Realms, is scoring. Because scoring does get kind of fiddly or involved with Marvel Remix. This one scores easily. It yeah. really does. I don't know why. There's something about these feathers. You just look at the colors. There's no icons. It's just, it's very direct and to the point. So honestly, we're going to get this one from yeah. WizKids. Definitely, it's highly recommended. Yeah. And I would honestly say, although... The theme is not one I'd gravitate to. This may get played more than our other ones. Really? <clears throat> Only because I can introduce new people to this. It is a very simple game. Okay. Simpler than Fantasy Realms? Yeah, because Fantasy Realms does have a bit more going on. True, <clears throat> true, true. But true. also has a bit more depth. Yeah. But this one... I like it, and there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of luck on this one too. So anyway, I, it's, it's highly recommended. It's uh, Featherlight from WizKids. Yep. So anyway, check that out. All right. Go I ahead. was just gonna say, Nova is the new expansion is adding sea animals. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So you probably get another board mm-hmm. that has like an ocean or something yeah. like that. 
and there's other like stuff in it. I'm not. I'm. I'm oversimplifying it a lot. By the way, but you know there's what? other stuff. I can see that yeah. being added in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay, so anyway, uh-huh. um, now before we go to the next one, I will say a bit about the Dice Tower retreat. Okay. So we did did go to that. Like I said, um, didn't get to stay as long as we wanted to. We still stayed from Thursday to Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. so it was it was a long long time. And it's seriously awesome. It's funny. We went in there thinking that we can't hit all these conventions next year. Yeah. Dice Tower East, then Gen Con, and then Dice Tower Retreat. Retreat, yeah. But we left trying to figure out how we can do the Dice Tower Cruise. Yeah. It's just, I mean, the entire Dice Tower crew is just wonderful. Yeah. You can see why they call it the friendliest gaming convention out there. So if you are out there and you're looking for one gaming convention to go to, it's a Dice Tower one, right? Either Dice Tower East West, the retreat, whatever you, you can get into. Gen Con is great. We love the pomp and circumstance of Gen Con. Yeah. It's good. But honestly, if I had to pick one, it would be a Dice Tower one. Yeah, right. Because thou, those, the way they make it, it just, it just, they make it feel like family. They mm-hmm. really make it about the games and the people, which is what board games are about for people. And I know it's got to be exhausting. It's a lot of hard work. The entire crew is there playing games with everybody, and it's exhausting. Yeah. So the Dice Tower people, they're a great group to have at the tip of the board gaming spear. Yeah, right. You know, going forward. Absolutely. So if you ever get a chance to hit East, West, and hopefully they add more in the future, but the retreat. Central. Central. North. (laughs) Central. They're going to take over the world. That'll be exhausting. (laughs) I feel bad for them. But anyway, yeah, so it'll be good. Now, speaking of Dice Tower, I will be able to be a part of their Autumn Spectacular. You will. Which is next week. It is. So if you guys want to tune in on Monday and Tuesday, and if I was prepared to have the dates of that, but Monday and Tuesday of next week, I'll be playing like five or six games with them live on their YouTube channel for their Autumn Spectacular. And this is just kind of planned. Um, It's the 26th, 27th. 26th and 27th. There you go. So yeah, Tom mentioned it, said, hey, would you be free to do that? And I thought, I actually am. This is my slow time. Let's do it. Let's play some games. And... We're playing Nightmare Productions. I know. That's going to be a good one. Not playing Trail Fest. I'm not in that game. Oh, I will be watching that. That would be a good one. Yeah. I want to play that one. Um, <clears throat> did you want to talk about Scout real quick? You know what? Yeah. Let's revisit Scout. Yeah. This is one that we we reviewed before. Yeah. You I, did not like it. I did not enjoy it. But you played it again. I did. I played it again and I enjoyed it a lot more. And so I have a feeling this is a game you cannot play when you're tired. No, no. We ended up playing it last time at like one o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. It was closer to two, I think. It was yeah. so late. Yeah. The first was... time I played it. And I was like, oh. And it did kind of make me sad because yeah. I did like this game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it is still a game that you still have to think four or five, almost six moves ahead. You constantly right. have to be thinking ahead, yep. which is not a strong point of mine, but it's definitely not a strong point of mine when I it's 1 a.m. So when I'm awake, I've got this game a lot better. Like it's yeah. really, really good. It's a fun game. Um, I And it's very easy to play you know like there's two actions that you can do when you turn you know exactly yeah so but no it is a great game and i definitely think even if you're like me i think you'll still enjoy this game and really like this game and have fun playing it thank you see yeah there you go i'm glad you finally did like it and you did roll your eyes when i brought it out i did i was very hesitant to play this game again you played and i was like oh let's not do this let's play another one because we just finished i tried so hard yes but yeah good and I think everyone there liked it. I think Jeff and Sierra liked it, uh, too. They loved that game, too. They really enjoyed it, too. <laughs> so, anyway, Scout, 
revisiting that. Yeah. See right there, it gets a yeah. high recommendation from both of us. There you go. There you go. Right. So I'm glad we added that in. So this <laughs> this is one game that I circle out the retreat to play, mm-hmm. and I actually made it a point to play. And it's Clank okay. Catacombs. You all know that I love Clank. I've mentioned it before yeah. so many times on here. I was and sad this was not out at Gen Con. I know. It was supposed mm. to be. Well, they were going to have the demo there. And I didn't even demo it there because I kind of wanted to just play the game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I already know I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. So no reason to demo it. So, Correct. okay. Let's go into how to play. If you haven't played any Clank, it's a deck building game mixed with a dungeon crawl. Mixed with push your luck mechanics. Now, it plays like any deck building game does. You play in cards, use money to buy more cards or movement. Your movement or boots allow you to move around the board. Your whole point is to go into the dungeon to get treasure, including one artifact, then come back and make it out. Now, if you die below the dungeon level, you're dead. If you die above, you're dead, unless you have an artifact. And the whole reason is the villagers drag your body to safety and you still (laughs) score. It's a bit morbid, but it happens. You don't get like the extra bonus points, but you still right. You don't get the extra twenty points Mm -hmm. or something for actually completing the board or getting to the village. Yeah. So how do you die? Well, that's where the word clank comes in. Many cards in your deck, such as stumble, will tell you to put a clank cube in this area on the board. It's like making noise. Then every time a dragon appears on a card, the player places all those cubes from the board into the bag. The bag already contains some black cubes, which are dragon cubes. Then the cubes are pulled out. If the black comes out, nothing happens. It's a dragon cube. But if your color comes out, you're hit. Every color, every cube decreases your health by one. You just place it on your health meter. Throughout the game, as this treasure is stolen, the dragon gets more and more angry as you and you pull more and more cubes. Combine this with less black cubes being in there since they've already been pulled because you're a loud, loud klutz <laughs> and your armor, it gets yes. stressful because yeah. there, there are more of your colors in there, more cubes are being pulled. So it's really how deep do you want to go mm-hmm. and how quick can you get out? Because in the original Clank, the deeper you go, the better the treasure is. Correct. That changes a bit. I'll go into that in a second. So okay. this this mechanic also has several other things from other versions of Clank. Okay. For instance, the white cubes from Clank Legacy are back. And those were called, I think, ruins mm-hmm. at the last one. Same mechanic. I hate those. I hate them. Uh, but so much. They get put in the bag and when pulled, everyone gets hit. Right? Then they go back in. So those, they're called ghosts here, I think. They also have crystal caverns, which are like forests in the original one. Mm-hmm. You have to stop moving no matter how many boots you have. This one, they also have one-way arrows, meaning you can only go one way. And there are some paths that are locked that you need a lockpick to travel through. And lockpicks lock picks are consumable, so you use them once. And then you start with three, but you can get more. And you can also use lockpicks to pick treasure chests, get major secrets, or free prisoners, and all that stuff. So the big thing that changes about Clank Catacombs is this is not a static board. Every time you move off the board, you grab a tile from the shuffled tower of tiles, and then you place it in any rotation you want before walking onto it. <clears throat> Excuse me. This mechanic is awesome. Yep. You can use it to your benefit, or you can use it to hose other players. Then there are also teleports for you to go somewhere else on the board. These are extremely necessary as you will find yourself getting stuck from time to time. Because one thing that could happen is there could be a rotate card show up and you have to rotate the tile you are on. So now you have to go back. Mm. It kind of reminds me, in my mind, of the movie 13 Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Where everything would move. Yeah. The entire house was made of glass and it yeah. would move every time. Yeah. Very interesting. So your path could always change. 
Now, what else is interesting is normal clank, the best artifacts are deeper in the dungeon. Here, it doesn't matter. They could be anywhere. It's completely random. It could just show up on the other side of where you are. It's awesome. There are ways to teleport so you can get closer to them, but it is a harder game. There's also treasure that allows you to ignore the arrows and go whichever way, go down a one-way place. So it's great. I have to say, I love this game. Yep. I died every time. Oh. I got stuck somewhere. But it's a fantastic addition to the Clank family. It may become one of my favorite Clanks, if not my favorite. Really? Yeah. Now, it's going to be hard to beat Legacy only because of nostalgia. Every time we play Clank Legacy. My favorite is still the Pyramid, though. You like the Pyramid? Really? For like for me, legacy is remembering all those times where we played the game. I know. You know, we named different things and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, but all that being said, I would not introduce someone to this clank. Real okay. I, I would always start yeah. off with either the first one or possibly legacy. Yeah, the, but, like the completed board. Right, yeah. but I think this yeah. one will get the most play at our house coming mm-hmm. up, and I just can't wait to get my hands on it. When is it coming into your house? Soon. I've already pre-ordered it, so it should be <laughs> yeah, getting soon. But okay. Um, if you like Clank, then Clank Catacombs will do it. And this one probably, if you don't, if you don't like Clank, it's I different think enough. It's different enough okay. to give it a try. Okay. I love the mechanic of putting out tiles. Yeah, on the I do board. like that too. <clears throat> just the idea when they yeah. said that's what it was. You're like, just, I'm sold. I'm yeah. sold. It's it's great. It works. And I hope they revisit this with the space. Yeah. And maybe the Egyptian theme. This they they're on to something with this. Yeah. So I I highly Highly recommend yeah. Clank Catacombs. Okay. So take a look at that. You know, one thing I'm surprised Renegade hasn't done is done expansions for The Hunger. They did do an expansion for The they, Hunger. What? Yeah, I know. I didn't tell you because you want to buy it. But it hasn't hit the table since we played it the first time. Oh, we've played it a few times. It hasn't hit the table since we played it a few times. <laughs> okay, so yeah. They okay. do have an expansion for The Hunger. Uh, I don't know if it's a pre-order yet, but I did see that oh, as I was scrolling well, through game Stop pause, recording and hit the pause button. Yeah, we will look at that because okay. that is, it's, yeah. So I love The Hunger too. Yeah, hunger like and Clank, those too. two are good ones. I know, that's why you were talking about Clank and it got me thinking about The Hunger because they are kind of similar-ish. They are. Ish. And different enough, you can own them both, which we do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Correct. now our list today is, okay. um, we are not looking at a different list. Sometimes we actually go and find a list to look at and mm-hmm. see if we agree with it. This time we are doing our own list. And this is, the way to name this list, I was curious about, we went with top 10 Board game room necessities. But I don't yes. like the word necessities. So I could say like necessities, wants, dreams. Desires. Desires, mm-hmm. things that would help. So as you know, nothing is necessary. No. You know, you can just play on the floor. Bring a board game and play on the floor in an empty room. But these are True. things that some some we have, some we don't. And as far as my list. So I know this list, you have kept your list very secret. I have. So yes, I'm yesterday very, he was like, tell me about your list. And I was like, no. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> worried about what's on your list. Yeah. So these are things that I would like to have in my game room. Okay. You know, in that yeah. room where you play your games, whether it's in your living room or whatever, these are things you want to have close. So I did order them. We have 10 of them. I do. I are, have 10 too. You, and I have a couple honorable mentions. Okay. So, all right. All right. Number 10. All right, my number 10 is dice trays for either rolling dice in or storing your bits for your games. Okay. Yeah, I like and that, that can be the, <clears throat> any variation of dice trays. It we could be like the you know, the silicone cupcake liners or stuff like that or whatever you want or just actual dice trays. 
Okay, that's very good. That's my number 10. Very important. Yes, I do think it's right. important. My number 10 yes. is a snack box Okay. or a shelf with snacks and, and snack bowls. Yep. I also put a little fridge or mini fridge in there too because that's something that's helped having a fridge, a little mini fridge right mm-hmm. there next to it. People can just pop over. I've, I've seen people have a cooler mm-hmm. at different things and just that way people don't leave the room yeah. because once they leave the room, you They're lose gone. them. Yep, yep. Because But then also to have that, have those little paper bowls for whatever things you have to eat yeah. and have those there. So there we go. That is a snack bo- box or shelf with snacks and snack bowls or a fridge or mini fridge. I just stuck everything in number wow, 10. Wow, you did. I did. Because wow. everything didn't need its own number. So okay. don't judge me. I You're will. judging me. I'm not. All right. Maybe a little. Okay. My number nine is a TV. <sighs> yes. I do feel like a TV is important because mm-hmm. there are so many games that you have an app for or that you can cast to a TV. Right. And it just helps that everyone, when you have a TV, ours is mounted on a wall. Yeah. Um, everyone then can see the, see it rather than, you know, crouching over a little phone. I agree. Yeah. There are going to be a lot of crossovers in this, so yeah. I'm not going to say crossover yeah. every time, but it's funny how we rank these differently. Yeah. So now my number nine is Dice Towers mm-hmm. or Dice Bowl. So I agree with you on the dice thing. Yeah. And for some reason, we sometimes play with Dice Towers, but it's funny the random people say, you know what? Let's do a tower. Yeah. Normally they'll say that if their roles aren't going great. They'll want to try a tower to see if it's going to help. Mm-hmm. So we do have several Dice Towers we do. here. And so Dice Towers and Dice Bowls, those are my number nine. All right, my number eight is it needs to be away from distractions, which I'm saying as someone who we have a almost six-year-old, so it's very hard to be ever away from distractions, but you need to try and be away from distractions. I totally agree with that. Um, So, you know, in her case, we try and give her a tablet, you know, and get her to either be in here on her tablet or in another room if she's allowed. But you have to be away from distractions because so many things happen can go wrong when, like, like you said, as soon as you leave the room because something's happening, you're you're gone. Yeah, not I have have a movie going on in the background or whatever. And there was one time we played during the Super Bowl going on. Yeah, but we we had the Super Bowl on silent though. We did. Yeah, we all all very. We didn't really care that much about it. We really didn't. Um. All right, yeah, that's a good point. I don't okay. have that on my list. That's a good one. Okay. My number eight is, uh, this is an option, but uh-huh. it's an option we added recently, and I really like it. Yep. Smart lights. Yes. And that way we can change the color to match the mood. Like when we played Night Cage, we made it like a dungeon in here. Yeah, that we was lowered awesome. it. awesome. And smart lights are not very expensive. I mean, no. they're LED. They're probably, I think these we got were like $10 a piece or something, mm-hmm. 10 or 12 and you just adjust them on the app. You yeah, can change yeah. the color. You lower it. And it's just, it adds a mood. Yeah. Like we do dungeons sometimes. We'll have red. Yep. And it's... We played something the other day that we had the blue lights on. Were we under the sea or something? Yes. We played something. I forgot what it was. Aqua Guard. Something. But anyway, something. but it was... Yeah. It's really... I think yeah. that adds a nice little I, element I agree to it. with you. Yeah. Yes. So smart lights are my number eight. All right. My number seven is snacks. Snacks. I you agree put with you. Snacks. I did. I put snacks. I just think it helps to have stuff that people can reach right there. Yep. Do not need them leaving the room. Once they leave the room, they they're gone. They're we done. have them leave the room for that one meal because we yeah. always use to serve a meal. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, definitely have snacks yeah, there. Yep. Yeah. Number seven. This is shelves. Lots of shelves. Yeah. And the reason is is because we um initially wanted our board games in a different room than our game room. That way you pick what you choose and you go in the game room. And but the biggest thing is once you finish a game, we like to have 
some shelves in there so you turn around if you have extra time and just yep. say, okay, let's grab this one. Yeah. So I like to have those shelves in there. Yeah. And also the shelves are where you can put things like your dice bowls, things like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we like to have a bookshelf or lots of shelves that are close enough to your gaming table. All right. My number six is coffee. Ah, that was not on mine. Yep. Yes. I think you need to have access to coffee. I think because- it's just us that we're very addicted we are very addicted. We do drink a lot of coffee. It's true. The entire time we were recording this podcast, we've been drinking coffee. Drinking coffee. So, but I think having coffee close by, I think it makes it, helps. Yeah. At least in my case, it keeps me awake. Even the other night, mm-hmm. um, Ryan and Patricia were over at nine o'clock and they got coffee. Now, they did get decaf. They did indeed. So we do have a decaf option. Yeah, we but... have multiple ranges of coffee. Yes. So And hot chocolate. There's just something about doing something yeah. like that. That's a good one. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Courage and I have to put in there. Yep. All right. Now, my number six are... Um, Different extra resource tokens, yeah, like those little cubes that you use for math and things. Yes, and I like extra dice mm-hmm. and also metal coins. Um, Mayday Games Imperial Publishing has these yes. metal coins we bought. They're that so awesome. They're so nice, mm-hmm. and I was going to stick them into games, but now I just keep them separate. So if a game has just normal coins, I'll grab those yeah. metal coins because metal coins can be expensive. Yeah, these from Mayday Games or Imperial Publishing, if you're going to look them up are inexpensive. Yeah. And they're one the value is one and five. And just something about adding metal coins to a game yeah. just just raises the bar. Absolutely. I do think plus uh, plusing your games. You know like what we did with Wingspan and stuff like right. that. I think it just adds to it. Like Quacks, we did it with Quacks too. It does. It makes does. those games can, so good. And if you can do something like this well that will bring out every game. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it's great because you're not spending that like amount of money on yeah. every mm-hmm. game. Now I did see on Amazon they have um meeples. You could order it's a hundred multicolor wooden meeples. So you can get meeples of like every color. Wow. And That's that awesome. way if people because it's so funny and I mm-hmm. think it's usually a joke. People don't care that much and they're like, I'll take purple. And you're like, ah, oh, there is no purple. They're like, oh, fine, I'll do blue mm-hmm. or whatever. This you could just have a meeple of every color sitting there. So yeah. anyway, I saw those Amazon. We don't have buy. those. I know, right? Yeah. All right. So that's my number six. Extra little bits. All right. Mine is kind of like a shelf thing. Access to the games you're playing. Right. Yep. Yep. I agree. You need to just be able to turn around, grab a game, and play it. Yeah. Especially yeah. the quicker ones. Yeah. And those are ones we've got on the bottom. We should take a picture sometime for our Instagram. Mm-hmm. But on our bottom are, are the games we want to play and want to learn mm-hmm. if we have time. But above those are games we've played and we know. Yep, and we can just pull out, bam, let's go. That let's way we're like, okay, yep. let's, let's roll into this one. Yep. All right, my number five is the same as you, uh, TV to cast it. To. Yep. That is huge because yeah. like Manages of Madness, mm-hmm. even Chronicles of Crime. I did say that too, yeah. And mm-hmm. you can get a smart TV or you can get a Google Chromecast. Yeah. Because we have a smart TV now. Uh, I think we have a Roku, but yep. the, the mirroring isn't as smooth as if you did a, a Chromecast. Yeah. You know, Chromecast is very easy just to cast your phone, yep. cast your tablet or whatever. So that's very good. Like, for instance, um, Ready, Set, Bet, which I'll talk about, I think, next time. Yes. And review that. We played that, and Tom uh, Vassell was the person doing the moving the horses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's really good at it. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think, honestly, I think he should give up the whole Dice Tower thing. <laughs> and go I think pro? he should go pro into okay. calling horses. Really? Because... He just has this passion yeah. for um, just ruining my life with my money. But um, <laughs> he's I heard really he's good. sorry to pause. I heard he's going to be like emceeing a board game at the board game championships. Yeah, either. and I was like, how is that going to work? But I think you're right. After hearing you describe him doing Ready Set Bet, I think he's going to do a really great job at this. Oh yeah, it's going to yeah. be good. He's but the whole thing yeah. is like 
because with that, ready, set, bet, you're moving the horses, you're rolling the die, and you have to kind of say, and the 10 horse moves forward, you know, mm-hmm. the eight and all that, and have to kind of call it out like that. Yeah, yeah. Which I immediately love that game. Yes. It's anxiety driven. Yeah. But um, one reason that it, it was good is because he was so good at that role of yeah. calling those. So I started thinking, you know, I, I probably could do that. I don't know if I'd be as good as him or as quick as him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who in our group could do that? But then he mentioned that AEG has an app. Genius. They thought that through. You just Mm -hmm. hit it, and then you can all watch it and listen to it and play along with the app. The app digitally rolls the the die and keeps moving the horses. But then you could also cast that to the screen. Nice. And you're all sitting there, and that right there sold me on definitely buying the game. Yeah. Because that way, no one is out of the game being this person. Yeah. They are all all watching that. Yeah. And it was, yeah, so I definitely... I yeah. So anyway, a TV in your game room is great. Yep. No, yes, I agree. I think that's a, a even great a portable addition. monitor. There are also those two. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Okay. My number four is side tables. There are times when you're playing a game and the entire table is taken up by the game, but you have extra bits. Yep. That or you know your your snack bowl or whatever needs to go somewhere. You need to put it on a side table. Otherwise, that is how things get spilt on your game. That's exactly it. And that, yeah. I don't know why I had that on here, but it, I got rid of it. I don't know you why. You did? Really? I, I think I rolled into something else. But yeah, I okay. agree. TV trays or side tables yeah, side tables or are something. a must. Yeah. Because you always have one sitting right next to yeah, you. Yeah. And yeah, that's just it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, my number four mm-hmm. is a sound system. Yep. Yeah. Like we have um, a little sound bar underneath our TV that has Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of which, it was hooked to my alarm this morning. Did I you heard, notice that? I did hear that. It woke up the entire planet. Yes, that alarm was very loud. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I got up and I thought we were being attacked. Yeah, it was I'm very, like, like, thankfully it wasn't like the blaring alarm. It was like that peaceful music alarm. Yes. But I was like, woo. Everyone in the house, I'm like, what is happening? Look at my phone. I'm like, how is this possible, this sound? But it was hooked to our sound bar in, in the game the room system. and just yeah it was TV oh, room. it was, it was crazy. crazy so anyway okay. the sound system whether it's like a, one of those little um portable speakers yeah or a sound bar something yep. like that that's nice because this is something i never really did but we had a guy um jacob started doing it every time we're playing a game and finding a soundtrack to play in the background i really really like this we were playing with juliet the other day cam grizzly yes and, and having the halloween music in the background really made that game it's funny, yeah. before we put that music on, I thought, is this really hitting? Yeah. Are people liking it? And it's like, okay. But then as soon as you put that horror movie mu- mu- music in the background, yeah. the score, it was really nice. Yeah, yeah. It just made you feel like, ooh, That's okay. That's suspense-driven it's, music. Yeah. yeah, it helps. Really good. Mm-hmm. So um, having that, yeah. a sound system is definitely a huge, huge plus. Yes, I agree. All right, my number three is similar to my number four, cup holders. Okay, I do like I that. I think you need cup holders, or at very, very least, you need access to cups with lids on them. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Yeah. So, and if you don't, then stick them on the side table, because you cannot have open drinks anywhere near your board game. I agree that with that. spells <clears throat> disaster. Yes. That's, yeah, and we actually have some of these. We went to Dollar Tree and bought a lot of twisty tops. Yeah. And so we have a lot of those. We do have some twisty tops. So, yeah, having those and cup holders. Yeah. Huge plus. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, for me, number three mm-hmm. is our component bowls. Yep. 
or like peacekeepers. Like we have peacekeepers, these little, um, I don't know what they're made of, but you can get them on Amazon. They're called peacekeepers, P-I-E-C-E keepers and no like peace like world peace not peace because like that was i had to i had to spell that out yes. because i think that was like wyatt earp's gun or something yeah 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 so people are like whoa <laughs> what's he doing in his game room but no peacekeepers okay and then also little ramekins or bowls yeah. to put all those little knickknacks in bits so that's a huge thing to have in there yep all right my number two is comfy chairs see i i'm upset i did not put this in there yeah so you were going to steal that off my list. I, was. I said, no, when it's you mentioned mine. It, I'm like, ah, oh, I got to put that in mine. Yes. I'm like, yeah, okay. we just invested in some really nice chairs. And it previously we would go through a lot of chairs. Just did we found the right chairs. Yeah. 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 We need to. And then once you get this bigger table, we need to mm-hmm. get two more, but it's yeah. Yeah. The comfy chairs, comfy chairs make a difference. Yeah. All right, so then also my number two then mm-hmm. is a game table or game mats. Mm-hmm. And that's like, even if it's just a large neoprene mat that's cut down to fit the size of your table. Yeah, yeah. So that right there, it's it's great to be able to pick up cards from a mat. Oh, it's amazing. The times that you go and you don't have the neoprene, neoprene mats. Oh, I know. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm actually yes. doing um, some, for some companies have brought me in to do, to teach some simple yeah some simple effects, like card tricks to yeah, their, yeah. I guess their salespeople, right? Because yeah. it's a great icebreaker. But... Going there, the first couple I just did on their tables. Oh no! And man, I still hate. Now I just bring a close-up mat. Yeah, I did. You, I wanted it to look like it was you could do it anywhere. Yeah. But just picking any card up from a table is a you nightmare. You just look like an idiot. <laughs> Dude, you know, there's no you're smooth like, way to I'm do that. I'm just gonna slide it off here, <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's so frustrating. Yeah. So, but anyway, so it's even worse at a game where you have to continually pick them up. Yeah, constantly. So, yeah, yeah, just a big... And then, honestly, the mats, they can be range from expensive, or mm-hmm. you can go, I think it's Hook and Ladder or somebody like that, and you can just get a, just, a, just a neoprene mat and cut it down to the size of your table. That's all my number two. All right, my number one is a table. But do you have... <laughs> yeah, but right? I mean, yeah, no, I have table. But I think you need, like, a table that is good for playing games on. So I was thinking about a table topper that we right. have or an actual official board game table that once it's in your house, it never, ever, ever moves. Um, yep. Whatever you... Whatever works. Or that Project Ironside on Kickstarter. Yeah. Hey, That's hey. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with that, a game table or whatever. Now, um, mm-hmm. a couple honorable mentions that I will okay. go into. One, uh, card holders I've seen are fun. We were at Jeff and Sierra's. Yes, yes. The game topper, you can put the cards in the edge. Yeah. But they have like card holders that sit there in front of you and you can kind of set the cards. They use that for wingspan. I like that. So yes, that's I forgot a good what idea. they were called. I must admit, when you put them in the, the tables in, the, in that slit, if you bend over, all your cards fall down. That drives me crazy. Yeah, that's but, why I don't use yeah. that. You'll end up bending them, you'll yeah, knock them yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. But that was interesting. I don't use them, but I've seen people use them and they actually really like them. Mm. And something else is a USB charger hub. And that's somewhere away from the table. I usually yeah. that way people aren't charging their phones and using them at the at, at the, the table. Same time. Yeah, you know because normally people aren't on their phones while they're playing board games. But having it somewhere yeah. where they can charge over there if yeah. needed, mm-hmm. they have their own cord or whatever. Yeah. So that's simple. But now my number one, this I just moved to number one recently, but it is a sign-in book. Really. And this is something that we started probably. Did we start it before the pandemic? Yeah, we I, did. I think we did. Okay, yeah. So it's one of those that we just bought this nice leather-bound book on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And I think this, I don't know what it has on the front or whatever, maybe a dragon or something. 
So with this book, everyone starts to, like, they write their name, yeah. and then they write what games they played. We also circle who won, and they'll put little pictures in there or whatever. And what's neat is the longer we did this, people will come in, and they'll grab the book, and they'll show people. Yeah. Or they'll say, hey, did we play that? And then they'll be like, oh, hold on, let me grab the book. And they'll yeah. go through, like, oh, look at this. Oh, that was fun. I forgot that Nikki was there. Oh, I forgot yeah, that yeah, this person yeah. was there. Yeah. And it's really interesting to have that log of people playing the games. I completely agree. I do like that, the memories of it. The memories, because yeah. we look through there and people have come in and they've yeah. moved away. Yeah. And it's interesting to look back yes. and see that type of, yeah. those type of feelings. Yeah. You know, and another thing I didn't put on here was that we have a board game calendar that it is made for us. We take pictures of our board game nights, mm-hmm. a lot of them, and those are put into a the calendar. calendar. For the year. So yeah. it sits there in our game room and you flip through yep. and people are like, oh, look, I made March or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, so anyway, that kind of adds a personal feel to your game room yep. with not a lot of cost. And honestly, it sounds silly. It sounds cheesy. Yeah. But people really enjoy it. They do indeed. I've seen a Gen Con, I think there's even like board game diaries where you can like on a page, write the game, write your thoughts down about it. Right. And those are nice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. those are nice too. But even if it's just us, we still go in if it's just you and I and Juliet play a game. Yeah, I like that. We do it. Yep. All right. So those are our top 10 board game room necessities or accessories or whatever you want to say. Yes. So if you guys have any more... Please let us know. Yeah, I'm sure there's something we missed. We're always looking at ways to kind of help our game room trudge along. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you can email us then at show at mainlygames.com. Yes. And again, mainlygames.com is where you see our link tree. It has mm-hmm. our Instagram, our Facebook, our Spotify, and find the podcast and all that stuff. And again, if you have any questions at all, we love for you guys to email in. We do. We like your questions. And like I said, I will be on the Dice Tower feeds on on Monday. Mm-hmm. And Tuesday. And, and Tuesday. 26th, yeah. 27th. So go ahead and log in. Love to say, say hi to us and everything. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. But again, so we will see you guys. We'll be on track for next week. We have a we lot we'll of stuff here. to review. And we'll be playing a lot of games the next two days at the Gamers of Golf Coast. I'm excited. We have stuff circled. So we're going to get stuff played and get it reviewed for you. Woohoo. So, all right. Hey, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.